The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And it is September 14th, and it is our 40th podcast. This time for reals. <laughs> I didn't have to look it up because I remembered I messed it up last time. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Um, and, uh, yeah, we have a couple I of feel things. like not much has changed since the last time we podcasted. Not much has changed, but we actually have time to podcast, which is a rare and unusual, beautiful flower of late September summer i guess that's true yeah i mean it has been kind of we've been very very sporadic this summer i feel bad i'm sorry dear listeners we still love you it's just and we still love hockey and the stars and each other it's just coming up with time is hard yeah life has been crazy recently so my sister is about to drop a baby literally any moment she is officially 41 weeks so is my news desk person who actually texted me this morning like, I don't know if I'll be able to work today. I'm having contractions. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ugh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, 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 that's interesting. Makes yep. for an interesting day. Yep. And there's, it's fine. I mean, it's not like there's a whole lot of news coming out right now, which is also partially why we... Well, there's a little bit of news coming out. There's a little bit There of was news. something in particular that happened today that Yesterday. threw the stars into... Yesterday. Yeah, but it was today that they really started talking about what the injury was <laughs> and what it was going to mean. So for background, uh, yesterday it came out that Tyler Sagan was, for some reason, no longer going to play for Team Canada during the World Cup. And uh, at first everybody thought it was the knee, and then this morning uh, Mike Babcock mentioned it was his ankle. And then the Stars team doctor said it was a foot injury, which I suppose could be a low ankle sprain. Yeah. Um, and while I like to joke and say that it's probably just a, <laughs> I'm sick, <laughs> kind of a thing, like, he did take a really hard check into the boards, um, as I screamed about on Twitter when it happened. Yeah. So it could be legit. It could also be like... It's twingy. I hate this tournament anyway. <laughs> and I want to be at training camp with all of my friends. <laughs> right? Oh, who's going to be at training camp? Jamie, Jamie Ben. ben. <laughs> if Jamie, Jamie Ben were at the World Cup of Hockey, I'm kind of curious as to how Tyler Sagan would be treating this foot injury. That's right. <laughs> it's too bad that we have no way to test this theory out. <laughs> kind of glad we'd have no way to test this theory I, out. I don't really need to know how codependent those two are. Right. We already know how. We already know. They live They live several blocks away from each other. We know. <laughs> Jamie bought a house to live near Tyler. Yep. Yep. This fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> They're such assholes. All of them. I hate them so much. Um, um, me too. No, I, so I, I actually, I was like, <laughs> I was like, so Jim Nill like planned this ahead of time. <laughs> So we could stagger the injuries and make it look like yeah, he wasn't yeah. trying to pull yeah. the stars out of the tournament. He sat them down and he was like, okay, who wants to bite the bullet, play a few games in their hometown, Tyler Sagan? <laughs> With all of your old friends. Tyler Sagan. <laughs> you could be reunited for a play- one game or so with Brad Marchand. Tyler Sagan. He did, actually. He got some playing time with Brad Marchand and he was probably like, hmm... It's just not the same after all these years. It's like when you go to your high school reunion. Oh my god! 
up in the military system, mm-hmm. and I moved in between my sophomore and my junior year, and just, I was still in high school. Okay, this was like a year and a half later. I was a senior in high school. We were, for some reason, driving through Kentucky. We stopped by, and I went to school and said hi to all my old teachers and all this kind of stuff. And even though I had only been out of school for like, that school for like a year, it was the weirdest fucking experience. So yes, I can completely understand how weird that must have been for Tyler Sagan. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was the story for Though I wonder if it was so. There's there's two different ways that this could have gotten right. There's there's the the high school reunion path, but then there's also like when you go to a wedding and it's with all your old college friends, but you fa- you actually just fall into the same patterns you had, and it was a lot of fun. Like when my friend Jesse Jesse the asshole got married, it was a ton of fun, and but it was all it was people I'd been close with in college. You know, it's not like going to say hi to teachers who, like, you only knew in school, like, nine to, you know, eight to five or whatever. Like, God, eight to three. School is so good. You don't have to work that much. But, like, you know, it was, it was us. It was a bunch of whiskey. It was Cards Against Humanity, you know, and it was all the same jokes that we'd always made. And I feel like that could have, I feel like that's sometimes what these tournaments are about. It's like, it's like the wedding of the, the hockey world. True. And I imagine that, like, Say if all of these guys were in Sochi. <laughs> Riding their little bikes around. Riding their bikes around in their Can- Canadian bicycle gangs. Um, <laughs> on the mean streets of Sochi. Uh, but, like, rem- far removed from a lot of things and in another effing country. But, like, they're basically in their own damn backyard. Yeah, that's true. So. That's true. Anyway, you should be glad, Brad Marchand, we let you have him for a night. You should be glad, and you cannot have him back anymore, and that's it. (laughs) I like this quote, though. Per Babcock, Tyler Sagan had not been very truthful about his ankle injury. (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't write down who I got that tweet from, but yeah, that is the tweet. Um, And so, apparently he, if, if... if, in fact, there is an injury, apparently Tyler Sagan hid it from... <laughs> Weird. Weird. Tyler Sagan hiding an injury. God, that's not like him at all. Nope. What a dumbass. <laughs> so, per Nil, who updated everybody on the situation this morning, it's going to be somewhere between 7 to 10 game uh, days with no skating, um, and he says he should be at... I could have gone on for longer, but I decided to stop. Uh, we appreciate that. You're welcome. Actually. <laughs> Are you going to be at camp? I am. Oh my there. god, really? Yay! <laughs> yes, uh, I will be at camp, so I'm super stoked about that. Um, I do have to work, so I probably won't be able to go to everything at camp. I won't be able to go to Friday. But um, I am excited about it, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to meet up with a bunch of people. Yeah, so Saturday and Sunday are definitely on, um, and we got a question about this, actually, uh, as to whether Larry Joe wanted to know if we were going to do a training camp meetup, and the answer to that is, yes, we would happily do a training camp meetup. Um, We haven't really picked a like, a place or a time or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. we can tweet that out later, but, yeah, if anybody wants, we'll, I'll be at Saturday and Sunday, so if anybody wants to hit me up. Yep. And I will be there when I can be there, and more than likely, we'll be sitting next to Marin. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Yes, because that's how we do lots of things. (laughs) Sitting next to each other. 
Um, but as camp draws closer, we'll figure out some details and we'll tweet them out on the official Twitter account at Deep Heart Hockey if you don't already follow us. Um, if you and don't already follow us, why are you listening to our podcast? This is how you know that we have a podcast, frankly. Um, but some people, I guess, like search the Dallas Stars on iTunes or something. And then can you can you imagine, though, being the person who searches Dallas Stars <laughs> <laughs> iTunes and then this is the podcast that you end up with? <laughs> musical podcast <laughs> either one of them <laughs> could you just imagine can you just imagine i can actually i can do <laughs> like yeah what? absolutely i promise we're, those are good times though i like our musical podcast well i promise we're just as charming in person we really yeah well yes <laughs> it was kind of funny actually so uh, I was at the, the RIT um, analytics convention this uh, or conference this past weekend, and I was on the media panel, and it was funny because somebody was came up to me, and they were like, oh, man, that was such a great panel, blah, 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 and I was like, oh, I'm really glad, you know, people actually want to listen to what I say because it's mostly just me joking about everything all the time, and then they, and I, they were like, oh, it really was. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, it's subtle. Yeah. It's subtle, but it's in there. <laughs> that, that's how I do. That's how that's I do. That's how I do. I am a real-life Twitter account. That's oh awesome. Yeah, no, me too. That's cool. Um, So our other topic, IDK, Other World Cup stuff. Okay, so I did the, I did the, la- the what do you call it, outline for this one. I had three topics. One was, all in caps, this is Tyler Sagan is injured. Is our season ruined? Answer, No. Number two is IDK, other World Cup stuff. Number three is, seriously, what has happened in hockey other than World Cup that Marin wasn't watching? So, um, yes, IDK, other World Cup stuff. I, as you know, am not watching it. Because I'm pretty sure that's what topic number three just said, yes. I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't care that much. Second of all, they're not happening at times that I can watch them. Third of all, I don't care. Fourth of all, these are the exhibition games of yeah. the exhibition tournament. So, like, I really don't care about these. Um, plus, as previously discussed, nobody that I really want am dying to see play hockey is playing hockey right now. Especially since we just yanked the other one. I know! Especially since Tyler Sagan is now gone. And that was definitely one that I couldn't have watched because this past weekend I was babysitting my one-year-old nephew. <laughs> The entire weekend. And busted his lip on my watch. Thanks, kid. But that happens. I know. I didn't bust his lip. He busted his lip. I was just the one in charge when it happened. <laughs> probably, he's probably done worse when his parents are there. Oh, yeah, he has. It just makes me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've been watching some of it because I have been dying for hockey. Dying. I have too, but not this hockey. Like, I'm not gonna just sit down and watch any old fucking hockey game. I yeah. want Stars hockey. I also want Stars hockey, but it's been pretty fun. I will say that. Like, I've actually been, even the teams that, like, I was a little bit like, I know, why are we doing this? Like, um, so obviously everybody's pretty hype about Team North America because it's young, it's fast, it's exciting. Everybody wants to see their how their kids play outside of their own systems, and it is young, fast, exciting, and has been a riot. Um, but they so they won their first two games against Team Europe, who is easily the worst team in the tournament. Well, I mean, we knew they were going to be the worst team in the tournament. I feel bad for those dudes, to be honest. Like that, it. We, 
Team North America is one thing, but Team Europe, like, you're just... What? What the hell? <laughs> What's the point of this team? I don't understand. But do I want a world where Anze Kopitar doesn't get the opportunity to participate just right? because he's not from one of the countries that has a lot of players? I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, you just kind of feel bad. Why have you done this? Um, But um, I actually, I watched the very, very first exhibition game, which was Team Finland versus Team Sweden, and that game was a lot of fun. Um, the second uh, Sweden-Finland game apparently wasn't great. Um, I saw bits and pieces of the first yeah, first two USA-Canada games. Frankly, I'm rooting heavily against Team USA for well-known reasons, so I didn't really care about those games. Well, I watched the last five minutes of the first one. And like got mad that Canada was losing, yeah. And then and then when the the U.S. got the empty net goal, I was just like turned it off. I didn't care. I am aggressively aggressively rooting against America. It's so much so that I was livid that Canada didn't win. Yeah, I was like, um. But so. then Canada came back and won the second one for us. Oh, did they? Yes, they did. Oh, good. Um, but then uh, U.S. beat Finland uh, in their third last exhibition game just last night but three to two so it was a it was a pretty close game um but so honestly like the i will say this because i just finished watching this game it was on when when marriage showed up to record the podcast i have been surprisingly impressed by team czech republic team chechia um how impressed can you be if they didn't invite yuri hoodler they did he said no (laughs) (laughs) how impressed can you be if they couldn't convince Yuri Hitler to say yes right uh it was kind of funny I uh, we had an article go up on today's Slapshot and uh Cutler was talking to me about it and uh, he was like, oh, I want to do a World like a World Cup snubs team. And I was like, you should put Yuri Hoodler on there because he snubbed his team. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, but it's fine. It's whatever. It's only like I'm a boss or something. Um, no, I'm kidding. But yeah, so I, I've actually, there's been some really, really fun play. Um, a team, team Czech Republic, they just beat Team North America 3-2. Three, uh, three, um, came down to the wire, really, actually. And I feel like they're actually probably one of the better coached teams of the tournaments. And it's been surprising because they they lost to uh, Team Russia in their first exhibition game. And it was 4-3. Like, it wasn't... Like, they they got down early, but they really fought back and, and gave... Who is the coach of Team Czech? I can't remember. I'm just curious. Um, and then they've got... And then they beat Russia in the next game in a shootout. And um, then today, they were really good. They took advantage of the opportunities that they created. The possession game was a little bit tilted in the favor of Team North America, like you would kind of expect um, with all the star power there. But, I mean, their power play was really good. It came through for them. I'm, they were they were surprising. They were surprising. Now, I don't think they'll be able to go up against even, like, Team USA as much as we harp on that roster. But I was, I was impressed. I am worried that okay so first of all the thing i was thinking about when i started asking about coaching is it makes me sad going back to team europe that ralph kruger has the potential to get judged for his coaching of team europe and his first like hockey gig since being let go by the oilers mm-hmm. um based on team europe who is just not that awesome um the other thing is that 
I'm worried that the way that this tournament is set up is to basically have a North American final yeah. between Canada and the U.S. It's really weird. And it, it pisses me off because team, the, the USA Hockey is going to take the success of this team and point at the makeup of this team and say, this is why it was successful. When it's not. It was. It's basically foreordained already that it's going to happen this way because you could basically field Team North America against, <laughs> like some of these teams and still have success. Yeah. So the fact that they're going to probably make it to the finals against Canada is going to be further proof that building these rough and tumble, like, whore, like not terribly skilled and not bringing your actual best players rosters is actually the way to go, when it's just not. Yeah. As is proven in the last several Olympics, so I don't know why we keep trying to beat a dead horse with this. I don't know. I just want to punch everyone in USA Hockey. Me too. Except Pavelski seems like a good sort. I mean, obviously there are some shining stars on any fucking roster, but like, I don't want to punch on. Pavelski. He can stay. He's fine. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of indifferent. I could punch Pavelski. <laughs> you could punch anybody. I could punch literally anyone. It is true. <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem punching almost anyone. Um, over the age of a certain, like, over the age of 18, let's say. <laughs> you must be an adult. You must be an adult for me to punch you. I'm not punching children here. <laughs> I'm not a monster. I looked it up. The head coach of <laughs> Team Czech Republic is Josef Yandash. Wait, Yand- where is this? Let me see. Right here. Yosef- Yandash. Yan- it's probably Dash, because everything in all those C's end up, like, sh- in... Alashamsker. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so I guess, I'm guessing he probably coaches either only the national team or coaches in the it's KHL, too. It's so funny too. to me that Ralph Kruger is the head coach of Team Europe. Well, you know, might as well. Might as well. Might as well. Uh, it's just weird. He's been coaching soccer since he left the Oilers. <laughs> I don't understand how he ended up coaching the World Cup team. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um... But one of the questions that we got asked, actually, by a mutual friend, just kind of incidental, not as, like, a podcast question, she was just like, so, what's the point (laughs) of the World Cup? Which actually then led us down a rabbit hole, because Carolyn had heard, and I hadn't, that, um, I mean, I knew that it was meant to be, to float the waters, test a, um, world, uh, Olympics replacement, um, and Carolyn had heard, and I had not, that that was because the IOC is not willing to front costs for NHL players to participate anymore. That includes travel arrangements, um, housing arrangements when you're in the host country, and um, premiums for insurance. And it had seemed, so, and this is, we're talking, like, this decision is about Pyeongchang, which is coming in 2018, the 2018 Winter Olympics. And is men's hockey specific because it's only about the NHL. Mm-hmm. And um, in Sochi, the way it and these are figures, and I'll post the links to the the articles that we were looking at. Figures do not agree in the two articles that we read. The figures don't really match up in the two argu- articles we read. One said that it cost, in general, about uh, cost cost the IHF IIHF. About fourteen, or about eighteen million dollars to bring over and insure NHLers in Sochi, 
And then the IOC fronted um, another $14 million on top of it. The And it was an Olympics official that was quoted in this, and I can't remember the guy's name. Um, and that was an article on Puck Daddy. And that was the article on Puck Daddy. The other part that was relevant in the article on Puck Daddy is that they had estimated that the cost of going to Pyeongchang would drop to about $10 million for NHLers to participate. And I'm... But, but is that... Is that if, if that's adding... If that is adding all of those costs, housing, transportation, and premium insurance premiums, I'm calling bullshit on that fact on that figure. Which from feel, the bit, it from the feels start. very very low, especially if we're talking about a drop from 14 million plus 18 million, which whatever that number is, because I don't remember. 32, do math. right? Yeah, sure. 32. 32 down to 10. That seem that seems it feels very very low. That just seems. I like, can ridiculously low. I can believe unless they're sending them over on a pontoon boat i can believe that it is lower than russia i can believe it's lower than russia sure and so what you had found that it was going to cost seven million dollars alone was just the okay so just for the insurance i read a a more recent article um in the new york times because before carolyn handed me the puck daddy link i just googled (laughs) blah 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 and came up with this new york times link and the New York Times article was talking about the fact that it was just $7 million alone in Sochi for the premiums for the insurance. And that is and that is relevant because, I mean, think about what happened in Sochi with um, Tavares. Tavares, who missed the rest of the season because of a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's what that goes to pay for, is um, the insurance for the individual player that he will still be taken care of if he if he is somehow unable to play for his his home team. And and this is actually particularly relevant because even you noticed this summer. So when Dave Boland got traded from the Panthers to the Coyotes, the Coyotes actually in real dollars are paying practically none of his salary. Because it's all insured because he, uh, he's basically on LTIR. And it's, a, it's an injury, it's all insured, so the insurance company is paying his salary. So for the Islanders, when JT got hurt, they're not paying his real salary for him going over and playing in the Olympics. The insurance is taking care of the actual real dollars. While they still have, they potentially still have his cap hit to manage, they're not pay, they're not losing money. Right. And so that's, that's a key, key piece for NHLers participating in the Olympics. So the point here is that in Sochi, as reported in the New York Times, in Sochi, the, those premiums were $7 million for the NHLers who went. In Pyeongchang, it's supposed to uh, increase to $10 million. So that's why I'm kind of wondering where they got the $10 million total number in the Puck Daddy piece, or if that if, if, that if they Olympic just, official was just... Just quoting the insurance. Just insur- quoting the insurance amount. Because the the insurance premiums apparently have risen. And I, I like I said, I can believe that the um, cost of travel and accommodations mm-hmm. is, le- is less in South Korea than, than in Russia. But I, I have a hard time believing that if one one article is quoting $10 million just for the insurance, that that's the total amount for everything. And, and I, th- I agree there. I do think, because they are actually hoping to have the... Um, this whole thing worked out sooner rather than later, unlike they did last time, because I think it was very pretty close. It was seven months. They came up with the with the arrangement 
to um, for how, who was going to pay for everything seven months before the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So this time they're definitely trying to get things worked out a little bit faster, and I, I just don't see the NHL not going to to Pyeongchang. I don't either. Um, I mean, and I I don't know I don't know how popular the World Cup is going to be, but like I, I with the. With, I don't see the players treating it as with as much gravitas and importance as they what? as they treat. Yes, because Jamie Ben totally would have punked out on the Olympics, right? Tyler Sagan would have. Uh, Yuri Hudler would have been yeah. like, no, "No, I'm sorry, I don't want to go to the Olympics and represent my country." Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I don't see the players treating it with as much importance as they treat the Olympics. So I don't see like fans being like, "Oh, I'm going to tune in for this thing that all these players decided to punk out on because they're injured with something that happened to them back in October." <laughs> like, really? Okay. So we should, we I, should try and make that like a Duncan Keith like. Duncan Keith calls out, calls in sick. <laughs> My car got, got broken into two years ago. <laughs> I had food poisoning when I was 12 and it was the worst. Just having a flashback. I'm having a flashback and I need to stay home. <laughs> Duncan Keith school excuses. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's um, do it. Yeah, no. And and so I, I just don't see it whatsoever. And I, I get... And so here's my thing, though, right? So if we're talking, if the insurance premiums are $10 million, which is probably true, at least $10 million for the insurance premiums, the IIHF still ponied up another $8 million past that for room and board in, in Sochi. And if we do assume... Well, it's $7 million in Sochi. The insurance premiums are no, $7 right, million I'm saying they, po- they, they ponied up 18 total, so yes. I'm assuming they can still pony up 18, right? We, we don't assume yes. that the IIHF has less money now than no, they we did don't. No, sure. two years ago. So that gives us at least $8 million leeway. If we assume room and board is less than it was last time, which is a Is significant... it $14 million less, though? No, it's probably not $14 million less. That's all I'm saying. And I know. I understand that. It's probably not $14 million less. But at the same time, like, suck it up. I see. I'm, it surprises me that as a, as as somebody who works in marketing and business and all of that, it surprises me that you are saying that because the the NHL, while yes, there are long term benefits to participating in the Olympics and growing the game in other countries, especially in South Korea and Asian countries, they're not making a fucking dime off the Olympics. So the fact that you're saying suck it up and pony up this money when it's the IOC and the IIHF who are making all of the money in an incredibly lucrative mm-hmm. a, a tournament of, of games here, like the fact that you're that you're telling the NHL to suck it up when they're not making anything on it kind of surprises me. So here's my thing, is I do think the long-term view in, is very much the way you need to look at it, and it's also... even but it's so hard to quantify that. It's... But it's going to be more than $14 million. Long term, though. You're talking extremely long term. No. They make oh, about half a billion dollars in a year. I know. But you. But how much of that are you Are you directly attributing to the... No, to no, no. I'm, it's not even that. It's, it's $14 million out of half a billion this year for probably closer... You know, if you get growth in revenue, it's going to add up to well over probably... I mean, even if you bake, even if you make back one million dollars a year, you know what I mean? 
over the next couple of years. It's going to be worth it in the long term, and growth is exponential when you add fans. Okay, that's that's true. Um, I just don't... Okay. And the other thing is, I don't think the NHL needs to necessarily pony that up themselves, because the other thing that was put in the one of the articles, and I can't remember which one at this point, is that they were going to try and talk to sponsors to get the sponsors to pay for travel expenses. And yeah, that's travel expenses. We're still talking about the insurance premiums. No, because the the IHF can take care of the like if we have, if we've got at least eighteen million dollars to play. Well, with. we're we're assuming that's still going to happen. I know it's the IOC that says they're not ponying up any money, but we're like we're you're still making assumptions that the IHF is is going to be the IHF would be the least person the. It has a lot of, of marbles in the baskets of having the NHL players. Sure, I, I am aware. I'm just saying you're, so you're I, making assumptions. I am definitely making an assumption, but it's a it's an educated assumption to make that the IHF really wants these players to go. It's the NHL that doesn't want the players to go. Right. So the IHF has a lot... So the NHL has a lot of leverage in this situation where they want the... the um, the players to go. The IHF really wants the players to go. So the NHL has leverage over them to try and get them to up their amount. Plus, the sponsors want the players to go because if the sponsors want the pl- don't get their players, they're not going to get the views and they need the views for advertising. Yep. So the sponsors want the players to go. Therefore, the NHL has leverage over the sponsors. I don't see any way that this doesn't happen. I agree. I'm just I'm just saying I don't see the NHL ponying up a dime for it, is all I'm saying. And I don't think they need to. And I think this is just causing some needless drama because of negotiations. Like, what they're trying to do is use these negotiations, or use this this tactic of, we don't want to pay for anything, to, to further their negotiations, which is a smart business tip. Which I is find. why I don't care about the World Cup of Hockey. Because <laughs> when you look at it at its basest idea it is a negotiation tactic to get people to pony up money for players to go to Pyeongchang. That's what it is. That's all it is. That's what they're doing. Because they stopped having the World Cup of Hockey because of the Olympics. Yeah. So I don't give a shit. Yeah. And and it would be a huge detriment to the Olympics to not have the NHLers there because Canada would be okay if they played like like in soccer how they do kind of an under 23 team and then they're allowed to take like two players. Canada would be okay. I don't know that it would be. I I don't know that I would say they'd be. It would be not great, but it would be a fine. I don't think they'd win. I don't think they'd be a shoe in for gold. I don't think it'd they'd be, be a shoe in the medal. It'd be the Canada, the Finns, and the US and we'd be okay. Those three teams would be okay with an under 23-esque team. Everybody else, including some of the other best teams, like, some of the best moments last year were against the weaker teams, and friggin' Sweden did great. You know what I mean? Like, Sweden got the gold- the silver medal. I know. And, and there was that great game where Latvia almost beat Canada. Like, that was amazing. And those are kind of the kinds of moments. And Russia's be screwed, because half of them are in, like, Melodonium bands. And, like, oh yeah, did... Yeah, some of the youngest and uh, Russian players got banned from world tournaments because they were prescribed Meldonian. Okay, so when you said Meldonian bands, I thought you said B-A-N-D-S, and I was like, is this a kind of music I just haven't heard of yet? Like, why does that matter? What are you talking about?
about. So, no. Okay. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Bands. Yeah. Not an S. Not a D. And Canada, the Canadians would still probably tune in, but no one else would care. I don't think the U.S. I don't. I don't think a lot of people in the U.S. would give a crap about hockey if, like, especially if they didn't have the NHLers there. No, no. no. I don't. Canada would be the only. On, Canada and Finland would be the only countries tuning in because regardless. Oh, oh, tuning in. Yes, I thought you meant like winning games. No, tuning in. Tuning in. Sorry. Yes, Canada would still watch because it's still hockey. And Finland would watch because their entire national team is basically under twenty three at the moment. Anyway, right. So, but the U.S. wouldn't watch. No one else would watch. Poor, like, Germany, Slovenia made it on the back of Anze Kopitar. Like, can you imagine a Slovenian team without Anze Kopitar or, or Marian Hossa? Marian Hossa's not Slovenian. Isn't he Slovenian? No. Marian Hossa sure. is Czech. No, he's not. He's definitely not Czech. Okay, well, I'm looking this up. He's not Slovenian. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's... He's either Slovenian... I am 1,000% sure he is not Slovenian. He's Slovakian, then. Okay, that's fine. He's Slovakian, but uh, he's not Slovenian. He's Slovakian. Yeah, he's Slovakian. Um, I think I think it's... Uh, Hosa and, like, two other players live on the same block. Isn't it? In, in, Slova- in Slovakia. Isn't it and I, Zdeno Chara? Yes! It's Chara. That's what I was thinking. Okay, so I was listening to Mary Krzyzewski, and they were talking about the World Cup of Hockey, and they're on Team Europe. That's what's happening. Yeah. I was thinking they were all in the Czech team, but no, they're not. No. Um, other fun things about the Czech team, Fox and Hemsky have been tearing it up. Oh, I know. I, I was listening to a little bit of the commentary on that game you were listening to. I know. I'm so excited for them. I'm but excited anyway. for Hemsky. Hemsky needs good things to come into the season with. Yeah, no, and he's been doing great. He had two assists today. Nice. Good job, bud. One on the power play. One is a nasty behind the net pass. Boop. Popped right in. That's what he said? Sure. <laughs> sure. She's losing her shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, do you want to, seriously, what has else has happened in hockey other than the World Cup that Marin isn't watching? Do you have anything? I mean, apparently you have Hack. I do have that. Um, no, I don't have anything in hockey other than the World Cup because nothing else is happening nothing that I know of. It's really, this is the most boring period of the summer for me, because there's not even any trades happening, because everybody's at the fucking World Cup, or watching the World Cup, or pretending to watch the World Cup, or pretending to be injured, so they don't <laughs> have to play in the World Cup. And, and then, then avoiding all the phone calls. And then, like, 90% of these, they're, what Playing is, hockey, or playing golf. What is going on? There's a bunch of paid tryouts being signed, mostly because of the World Cup, and there's like, oh shit, we need to actually fill our goddamn training Yeah, game. Mike Brown got signed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> PTO was like Rafi man, Torres. People be desperate. Rafi yeah, Torres. Yeah, Rafi Torres also. Like it's in the and my thing, there's there's actually some decent players. Like I'm actually pretty glad. Ver, Chris Versteeg got signed to a PTO after he uh, didn't pass his physical in Bern. Uh yeah, what he got signed by the Oilers. I was like, you actually did a smart thing? Like Versteeg is a useful player. I'm excited. How did what he not pass his physical? I don't know. I mean, so the this is kind of fun little hockey gossip drama. 
So he goes, he signs over in Bern. They cut, he, then all of a sudden, Darren Drager is like, oh, um, so Christopher Stieg is coming back. Um, there was something to do with his visa or something. And so then the team puts in a, um, in a German language newspaper. No, no, no. He didn't pass his medical. <laughs> and that's why his visa got denied because we couldn't let him work. Wow. Yeah. So who knows what's actually going on with Christopher Stieg, but... Did he stop in Amsterdam on the way there? <laughs> Maybe. Would they drug test, though, in Bern? I don't know. How? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I've Baird. never tried to work in Germany before, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I imagine there... Switzerland. Oh, sorry, Switzerland. I imagine that there are some standards? I guess. I would imagine... But anyway, uh, I was I was actually very proud of the Oilers for assigning him to a PTO and not Mike Brown. <laughs> well, Mike Brown's already been through there. Oh God, has he? Yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, back before they traded Taylor Hall for a wing and a prayer. Oh my God. Um, Mike Brown was on the Oilers to protect the kid line. <sighs> yeah. I can't remember if it was the lockout shortened season, season or the one right after, but it was back when I was watching them way more often than I was last season and, and never watching them again. <laughs> you have broken they, my heart one too many times. Except when they play the stars. Well, yeah, except when they play the stars. Um, so the other thing that did kind of happen in the hockey world is the RIT Hockey Analytics Conference was this past weekend. Um, what does the RIT stand for? Rochester Institute of Technology. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually quite a great conference. Um put on by Ryan, Paul, and Matt, and um, it was, it started off with an excellent Data Viz panel starring our good friend Micah, as well as actually really cool, um, they brought in a couple of women who do Data Viz for other sports, so Meredith works in baseball, um, and, you know, like, she literally works in baseball, like, it was funny, because she'd be like, so I put in a bunch of things, but most of them I didn't make because I'm not allowed to show you the ones that I made. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then um, uh, Mara was ta- Mara works in basketball, and she had some really really cool graphics that were um, honestly one of them. My favorite one that she had up was it, an image of basketball, and it was based on almost their their version of an expected goals stat, but kind of expected baskets is thing and they have um, enough tracking information that they can kind of calculate the kind of measure or like the floor space that you occupy when you have the ball and like where you're moving and stuff like this right so it was really cool because they had you know you had blue for for um, defense and red for offense and you had like this little gif and I'll, I'll find the tweet with it and put it up here for you but it was a gif of basically like how you could expect the possession like literally in inches to change based on how this person was moving and also the quality of what kind of possession they had like if they could take a shot the the thing was darker and who was expected to defend that shot was darker color blue and darker color red i mean it was really cool to see it walk through how do you coach something that specific what do you do with that information well, basketball helps in that it is a slower game, right? So you've got, also, you've got the ability to kind of set plays a little bit more than you do in hockey. Uh, no, when you're, like, because when you enter the zone in basketball, in general, 
you're going to have a lot more zone time because you it just doesn't move the ba- the ball. Sorry, I'm literally. just thinking about all those times we watched teams like t- pass the puck back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But it usually only happens on the power play. True. That stuff usually only happens on the power play. So you could do something like this for the power play a lot easier. But in and it was actually this was came in part of the coaching panel. Um, one of the coaches mentioned they were talking to somebody, um, an analytics guy, and he was saying, in on average, possession changes in a hockey game about every seven seconds. Mm-hmm. So doing something like this in hockey and five on five play would be very very difficult, and not to mention we don't have the tracking data to do this with no, yet. Not yet. Um, but it's kind of like you can see that that's kind of how the future is going to go. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so I was really really impressed. Um, very very smart people. And then um, a couple other great presentations. Uh, Micah had talked about the gold drafting plan. And that kind of rearranges the draft order based on um, how many points you accumulate after you get eliminated from the playoffs. And so it helps. um, It basically tries to stop teams from tanking. Mm. Because the more you win, the more better your draft order is going to be, even if you've already been eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, I definitely think something needs to change about the way that the draft order happens. Yeah, and then um, our friend Sean, who's written on the blog for us before. um, Aw, Sean. He presented on drafting overagers because I don't know if you remember, but during the draft, the Leafs picked like three guys or something like that who are already 20. And so like Leafs fans have been kind of on this thing where like, oh, well, overagers tend to make it more often. And no... I, I, I there is nothing that I love so much as a Leafs fan trying to justify every <laughs> single action that their fucking ridiculous organization takes. It, it honestly it fills my heart with an unholy amount of Schadenfreude glee. Like, oh my god, yeah. Tell me again how trading Phil Kessel worked out for you in the long run. Go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um. Nick Mercadante did a great one on uh, goalie stats, just trying to look at win threshold and stuff like that. Spoiler, uh, Kari and Niemi did not look great. Duh. <laughs> um, you know who did look really good? Ben Bishop? No. Well, I mean, he looked fine. But the top of the tops? Is it Henrik Lundqvist? It was Henrik Lundqvist by a mile. He um, would look so pretty. Well, not as pretty as he looks in blue, but he'd look good in green. He would look good in green. It might set off his it's eyes. It's a blue-green. It would It would bring out other colors in his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we might see I mean, hidden depth. He'd look great in the paper bag, honestly. Right. That man is very pretty. I feel like we should... Like, I mean, I'd be down for having Ben Bishop on the stars. Do not get me wrong, but I feel like we should write a letter, like a campaign of just trying to have the most handsome team in the NHL. I mean, Ben Bishop is very adorable, but not in the same fashion as He's Henry not Henrik Lundqvist. Lundqvist no, obviously. So. Obviously. No. So, no. like, it wouldn't be a downgrade to get Ben Bishop. Like it would Henry- be an upgrade. It would be an upgrade to get Ben Bishop from where we are now. Our yes. goalies are not cute. But, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but they're not. I'm, like, just look at them. Um, but... Yeah, obviously getting Henrik Lundqvist. Like, that's the top of the goalie heap at this moment in time. Yes, yes. So I feel like we should make a strong strong case for it. But yeah, no, it was a great, um, great conference. A lot of really interesting presentations. Um, they will go up online. Um, and I was in it, too. I was on the media panel, as I mentioned earlier. And um, there will be, there was streaming live, so there probably will be YouTube videos. And it's all going to go up online. Um, 
So I will retweet that and I will link it when I get it. Cool. Reader questions! Reader questions! We already did the training camp meetup one. So we'll talk about training camp more when we get closer to training camp. Question two. In... This is from Larry Joe, by the way. Right. I'm sorry. Thank you, Larry Joe, for sending in questions. We appreciate you. In the Czech Republic North, North America game, announcers talked about a 4-1 setup on the power play becoming standard. Thoughts? I thought it already was kind of standard. Is it not? So, what I remember about... I mean, isn't that, isn't that what we've been doing? Yes. Okay, so that's where I am. <laughs> I thought it was standard because... I mean, I knew, like, the Oilers rolled the five forward power what? play under under not ralph krueger what's his name the other one eakins? between ralph eakins eakins rolled out a five forward power play unit that worked the first time and then never again because <laughs> after the first time everyone was like oh shit they've got five forwards awesome they know what to do with this now um and so it never ever ever worked again but um yeah, so I thought 4-1 was normal. Is that not what normally happens in other teams that I don't watch? I feel like it's kind of 50-50 at the NHL level right now. Okay. So for us, anyway, even our so our first power play unit is Klingberg, who, and then four forwards. Because it was Trevor Daly and four forwards before that. And um, but So our, it's been one and four for a while. But our second power play unit does use two defensemen. Oh, does it? So last year it was Goligoski and Demers. And this year I have no idea who it's going to be. It's probably going to be Johns and somebody... And, and, uh... Our friend Dan. I would assume. Hamius? Yeah. Dan Dan the defense man? Dan Dan the da- defense man. Um... But, I mean, I actually don't know who they'll put on the second power play unit, defensive-wise. But I'm pretty sure on the NHL level... Alexi X time to shine. (laughs) Actually, he didn't have bad scoring in the AHL. That might not be a bad idea. And I assume Johns is on... No, it's the power play. I know, but you'd have to put him in the lineup to have him on the power play. Right? Well, if he gets in the lineup, he maybe he can fit in the, the second power play, you know, because it's not like we're going to put Jordy Ben or Johnny Oduya out there. No, not So it's going to be the other two. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So if we've got six defensemen. How are they still Lindell looking on the power play? Quite good. He's well, quite good. Well, then let's put him out there. <laughs> Johnson Lindell. Let's go. Good. Um, all, all Ricky uh, power play there. All Ricky power play unit. Why not? Uh, so... But at the NHL level, I'm pretty sure lots of teams use the the three two still. Uh. And but that's a good question because in the um, in best on best tournament, most teams have been using the four on one. So Team North America on both units uses four on one. Um, Gostas Bear obviously goes on their first unit there with like Eichel and McDavid and uh, Matthews and I don't know some other. Lucky fucker. And um, <laughs> then, like, Canada has been using uh, Dowdy and Burns as their one defenseman on both units. Um, and Team USA doing it as well. So, like, the only team, because um, I asked this on Twitter, actually, earlier, the only team that seems to be using two defensemen on their best-of-best best power play is Team Europe, and they've got Roman Yossi and Zidane Chara. So you can't really fault them for putting both of those guys on the power play because they score a lot of power play points. Does Zidane Chara still score a lot of power play points, though? 
He didn't do as well. I I don't know. I can't tell you that. I don't. I do know. Over in his five on fives, were pretty rough last year. Because mm-hmm. as we know, I'm not watching. But uh, reports I've heard from people who are is that Zdeno Chara looks very old. He does. So not not like in his looks and his playing and skating. Yeah. Well, and it probably doesn't help that the recent memory of it is him getting burned by Team North America. <laughs> Like, literally the oldest defenseman in the tournament against... Austin Matthews. (laughs) 19-year-old Austin Uh, Matthews. He could be his father. (laughs) He literally could be his father. I know. That's true. And he wouldn't even have been a teenager. How old is the name of Tara now? 39. God, yeah. He wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been... Yeah. Oh, bless your heart, Tal. Don't retire yet. You're older than me. Hmm? I was talking to Zidane Char. Oh, okay. Don't retire yet. You're older than me. <laughs> There's a bunch of people older than you that are that are still good players. Joe Thornton's older than you. Is he? He's 36. Is he? See, this is my thing. If they're, instead of Teen Europe next year, or... Insta- Joe Thornton is actually 37. There you go. He was 36 last time I looked him up. Um, They need to do a team over 35. That's what they should do. If they're going to do Team fucking North America, they should do Team Over 35. What would they call it? I don't care. Team Not Dead Yet. Team Elderly. Team Elysium Fields. (laughs) I couldn't remember the word Elysium. So I had to look it up by Googling Fields of the Underworld. (laughs) Team One Foot in the Grave. The other on the ice. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> I can say this because I'm over 35 uh, as of July 25th. I'm going to go ahead and ask you the second question because I just talked a lot about power plays. Uh, Gray Rain Curtain asks, how much rioting should we be expecting if Seggs turns out to be injured for a while? So first of all, I think we don't actually have to find out because he's only going to be out for seven to ten days. Um, and should be back again in time for training camp when we will get to see him. Um, had he been out for a while, I would have effing rioted. <laughs> I would have driven overnight to Toronto. Over several nights. Over several nights to Toronto and literally killed a person. <laughs> Just lit the first fu- car you saw on fire. <laughs> I, will, I will be a one-woman storming army coming into Toronto for hurting Tyler Sagan. On behalf of Dallas, not on behalf of America, I'm not invading you, Canada. That's what you're going to tell the customs? That's what, what you- I'm going to tell customs. I don't... I have lighter fluid for reasons. Back off. Oh, so what are you planning on doing while you're here? <laughs> gonna go see a hockey game light some shit on fire <laughs> light some shit on fire <laughs> yeah no there there would have been there I, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I was so mad when i saw that i was so mad and then thankfully mark stepnesky tweeted and talked me down from my ledge <sighs> so chris asks <laughs> what are you going to do to make sure Sagan never gets hurt again, ever? I'd like to light some candles and maybe make an altar. <laughs> we might sacrifice a small chicken, like a peep or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to sacrifice this chicken breast that I bought at H-E-B. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Sacrifice it by turning it into white chicken chili. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> Which I am planning on making for dinner soon. Um, I will sacri- How come I'm eating leftover pizza when you're thinking about making white chicken chili? Well, A, my chicken's not defrosted, so I literally cannot make it yet. I will invite you over whenever I make chili. How about that? Thanks. We can watch number five. Apparently it's the worst. <laughs> God. I will also have to bake something to make us feel better, I guess. Yeah, you will have to. I'm watching it. so much Great British Bake Off right now that I'm like, I want to make all the things. Is that why you made bread? <laughs> yes. That is actually literally why I made bread. See, I'm watching a lot of uh, Star Trek and that's why I want to fly off into the horizon and never come back. Well, yeah, that too. Uh, I feel like... The, my problem, though, is that Sagan's never not going to get hurt. I just, I just, at this point... He's too I'm much just, of a target. Uh, well, that, and he just seems to have shit luck. He didn't before coming to Dallas. I don't remember him getting injured in in. I don't remember Boston. either. I don't either. But, like, I mean, it, literally... This, but the, he also has much higher profile since coming to Dallas. Yeah, and he's but, playing on the top line. He's playing a lot more minutes. But, I mean, okay, yes, you can maybe give, like, the Kulikov knee thing was Kulikov was trying to lay a hit, and it is a bad hit. But the the Achilles tendon thing was completely just out of nowhere. Okay, let's just stop talking about it. Out of nowhere. Oh, awful luck. Oh, Strawman would never have done that on oh, purpose. Oh, like, I just feel bad for him at yeah. this point. Uh, Jen asks, <laughs> how many more players will be injured by the end of the World Cup of Hockey? Slash, will Vegas ever announce their team name and colors? Okay, so by the end of the World Cup of Hockey, I feel like they're going to be fielding ECHL teams. <laughs> like, Best ECHL on- teams and Sidney Crosby, who has already <laughs> sold his soul to right. Team Canada. <laughs> best on best ECHL hockey. <laughs> yeah. I really feel like by the time the award is actually awarded, you're going to be having fourth liners and... Brandon children. Bowling playing for Team USA. Brandon <laughs> Bowling playing for Team You know, I, he's got a lot of grit and heart. I, that's all I'm saying. That's exactly what Tortorella wants. <laughs> and, yeah, Lamarillo. Yep, that's what they want. Hard to play against. Hard to play against. <laughs> um, as for Vegas, uh, well, as a real answer, they um, actually are planning on announcing for realsies their name closer to the start of the season. They said mid-October. Um, we know for a fact it's going to be blank nights. We know that for a fact now? It's definitely going to be nights. Why? A kind of night. Why? Because sports lives to hurt you, Marin. That is the worst name. I don't care what you put in before nights. It's already the worst name. Um, rumor- the Las Vegas blank nights? Like, are you trying to win points for having the most words in your name? It, the rumor has it it's going to be Desert Nights. Oh, God! Please tell me they somehow incorporate a cactus onto their logo. Well, I would assume it's probably not going to incorporate a cactus. If you're the Desert Nights, what else are you... Please? Please? No, they can't do a coyote. That There's already coyotes. It's like, if it's going to be like a fucking coyote silhouetted in front of a moon with its head, neck, head back howling, like... Holy shit. At least they can't do that again. Again. Uh, Sorry, not sorry, coyotes. And then... So, prefacing this with... Bill Foley has intentionally misdirected people on the name before. 
He also said that they plan on using red as a color somewhere. So this means it could be their primary color, or it could just be like the dot of the knight's eye is red or something like that. I want to punch everyone associated with the Las Vegas blank knights. I feel like we're going back to like full circle in this podcast with you punching people. I mean, I think I talked about it on our first inaugural podcast too. So, I mean, really it's just, uh, it's the story of my life. Honestly, if I were to write an autobiography, the name of it would have to be, I'm going to punch you. (laughs) It's true. There would be no other options. Yeah, I'm just so disappointed. Like, I... I mean, okay, so let's be real. I was always using flamingos as a joke name. Like, I knew that was never going to come to pass. My actual one true hope for Las Vegas as an expansion team was to finally get fucking purple jerseys. Uh Like, that was the only thing I have ever wanted out of this goddamn franchise. Was purple fucking jerseys. And that's not going to happen if it's the Desert Knights. And it's probably not going to happen. And I'm so disappointed because you know how many fucking ex- franchises use red as one of their primary two colors? A lot. Ten. Out of 30. Out of a full fucking third of the NHL already use red as a primary color. What's the rest of... I mean, like... I feel like it's more than 10. It's, I mean, that's this. What's the breakup? What do you mean? I mean, I, now I need to look at jersey colors to see what the breakup is of all the colors that are involved in jerseys and how many. There's a surprise. There's a lot of blue as well. Uh-huh. And um, there's, you know, there's, there's two green teams. Then we got one uh, yellow team. Wait, who's the other green team? Minnesota. Are they not red? They're not red. Is the green jersey their number one primary jersey? They have two primary jerseys that are their that are green. That's what's the red one I see. It's their third. Minnesota, you're ugly. It's fug as hell too. I'm not even. All of them are ugly. I like the baseball lettering one. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. That was totally a joke. I said it with a smile. Ah. <laughs> uh, I actually really do like that. Shut one. up! <laughs> Stop it! I'm gonna say it for reals next time. You are not allowed to have this opinion. I've and then, it. and then we've got um, the teal in um, uh, the teal in San Jose, the black in Los Angeles, the weird black and orange in uh, what's this place that we don't care about? Um, Anaheim. Oh, it's like where? <laughs> The Winnipeg Jets are, like, a bluish, but also grayish and whatever. Like, I mean, there's a lot of... The thing I the thing I don't mind so much about the blue is that there's, like, a bunch of different shades of blue, so they yeah. look like they're different colors. Um, like, the leaves are, like, the like a primary blue, right? But then you've got the Canucks, which are a little bit different, and you've got, you know, a bunch of people who wear blue but are a little bit different, and then you've got... I feel like Tampa... Tampa's the same colors. Tampa, the, the Rangers, and the Leafs are all a very similar shade. Yeah. Those three are very, very similar. And then, actually, um, it's a similar shade that's used by the Oilers and the Islanders, but because they use orange as a primary color, it looks different. Well, the Oilers were not using orange as a primary color until this most recent redesign. I hate their New Jersey so much. Well, no, no. I meant, like, 
So most teams have two primary colors, right? right? So like their logo is is the blue and the orange, right? And always I know, but blue. I mean like yeah, the no, Oilers no. redesigned their jersey, so now they are primarily orange, and I'm like, no, that's I'm awful. So glad I fucking let go of you. It's so awful. it's so ugly. Um, and then you got the Flyers, and they have their own color. Pittsburgh is that black and gold, and the Bruins are the black and gold as well. But yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of variety once you get outside of the red. But almost every single person that, or every single team that uses red uses almost the same red, except for the Coyotes, which use the Sedona red. Although I, the Panthers is also a different color red. Not anymore. Did they? Oh, that's right. They redesigned. Yeah, and actually, it was a was a quite quite bright red, but people didn't notice it for some reason. I mean, well, I, I mean, if you look at the two, if you look at like like Red Wings jerseys next to old Panthers jerseys, they're not the same red. They're similar. They're actually quite similar, but people didn't realize it because no one. Are you actually... calling me colorblind? Because I've looked at those two jerseys next to each other, and it wasn't that similar. As similar as you're saying, making it sound. Uh, I, I I have a Panthers jersey. It's a very similar red. I've been to the Panthers. Jerseys are different than jerseys. I understand. Okay, but it's actually a very similar red. I disagree, but it doesn't matter, so let's just move on. Yeah. My point is that red is overused. Yes, that is absolutely the point, and I completely agree. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I'm just prepared to be disappointed by whatever the heck Vegas just chooses to be, and I'm really sad about that. I mean, I was already disappointed because I didn't think that Vegas should get a team. I thought it should have gone... I don't know where I would have put it. I don't know... But I j- Vegas is, it seems like a stupid spot for a team. We'll see. Apparently they're moving an NFL franchise there, too, so. We'll see. I guess they're trying to do a thing. We'll see. Um, do you want to read? I think it's my turn to read. Julia asks, thoughts on Funko. Also, what Funkos would you like to see, and what would be their special features? Her suggestions are detachable playoff beards. Beards. Anze Kopitar's should come with under eye circles and a mini Gustel? Is that it? That's his dog, right? Yes. Uh, I considered suggesting Sagan come naked, except with a strategically placed <laughs> rubber duck. Uh, so, for those who don't know, and you actually are probably a better person to, to explain this, what are Funkos? So, Funkos are those little bobbleheads that have the extremely tiny body and the extremely big head. Um, if you saw them, like, you would probably recognize them from some nerd's bedroom where they have an entire collection of Marvel ones. I personally have Ray, Finn, and Poe from the new Star Wars. Um, they were a gift, but I probably would have purchased them anyway. <laughs> um, and they, they haven't, as far, I have not seen on the Funko website a list of exactly who they're coming out with. They had a selection in the tweet that they sent out that had some dupes in both home and away jerseys, and I don't know if that meant that, like, they were putting dupes in there because that's the extent of their collection, or if, like, they were just showing you varieties. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what the point, I mean, what, what the story is there, but, like... They don't even have all of the teams represented, so I don't really feel like they can be done and this can be their complete collection without having Mm -hmm. at least one person from every team. Who who knows, though? Who knows? But um, they are going to have... I I haven't seen them come with accessories so far. It's just like 
the little body with its jersey and some skates on and then an enormous head. And they're not wearing helmets. And they made Connor McDavid incredibly blonde. Because yes, Connor McDavid is a Funko. 42 games in the NHL. Funko! Whatever. Um, I I'm know, doing I, my disappointed finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> Which are different than you're like, hey, how are you, finger guns? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think my only accessory I really, really want to see would be Jonathan Taves with a carton of, like, really organic almond milk. Maybe, like, a disappointed look on his face. I mean, yeah. Um, let's think here. Uh, I have no problem with Tyler Sagan being naked except for a strategically placed rubber duck. That would be a great Funko, That would actually. be a funny Funko. That would be a fantastic Funko. Um, uh, Jamie Ben should come with a hip, hip attachment of Jordy Ben. <laughs> Clicks on. <laughs> they just connect together. Oh my gosh. Um, and I think uh oh god, I just had one and now I've got lost it. <laughs> you should be able to get Brent Burns, but like with a growy beard. <laughs> and you should be able to click his teeth in and out. And just click his teeth in and out. <laughs> Or maybe just like a snake that he can wear around his neck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> extendable beard and and snake. Yeah. Tyler Sagan should come with dogs that look disappointed in him. Yeah. They're just like, I don't even know anymore. He's naked. I don't don't know. I mean, this is what happens. happens. Um, but yeah. So, they're, they're, I will definitely be buying Jamie Benz, obviously, but I don't know how much of a collection I'm gonna get going with this. I don't really care that Taylor much. Hall with a pint of Ben and Jerry's for his He's breakup. He's not on there so far. Oh my god. I know. But yeah, I mean, obviously he's gonna have... You You know that he and Jordan Eberle went and got ice cream before every game together, right? I did know that. Okay, so I don't know who he's gonna go get ice cream with in, in New Jersey, or if this is just gonna be the end of that era, but I predict a lot of ice cream eating when he's missing Jordan Eberle. <laughs> Taylor Hall and his pints of Rocky Road. Taylor Hall, yeah. Or I think his favorite is actually like mint chocolate chip. That is they a, did an art. They did a. They did. This a, is a good art. A good choice, Taylor Hall. I'm, I support I your choice. I feel like that's true. I could be like making that up. But they talked about ice cream flavors when they talked about like the fact that they would go on these ice cream I, dates. Ice cream dates. Dates. Yeah, Sean Horkoff is the one that told the world about that. So <laughs> <laughs> think Sean Horkoff, you the best. Reasons we love Sean Horkoff. Reasons we love Sean Horkoff. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, I think the, the, the Sagan one is definitely the best and we can't even take, I can't even take credit for that. We can't, no. That was all Julia. So good job, Julia. Good job, Julia. Funko should call you. When we have sway with Funko. When they start sponsoring our podcast. When they start sponsoring our podcast. Them and Tim Necktie. We will, we will send them your way with some pad tie. (laughs) <laughs> no do the curry it's so much better red curry tofu fish sauce all yours babe all yep. yours that's all we have for you today yay now we're gonna eat pizza and watch star trek Woo! <laughs> we're those nerds <laughs> um i'm carolyn you can find me on twitter at classlicity i am marin you can find me on twitter at marinish you can find our official Twitter at Depart Hockey, and you can find our, or you can email us at DeepHeartHockey at gmail.com Excuse if you me. have any longer questions, comments, or concerns. 
Okay, you're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you had a lot there. Um, you can also find our Tumblr, which we don't really update all that often, at uh, deeparthockey.tumblr.com and our official um, blog at deeparthockey.wordpress.com. And we did figure out how to fix the iTunes thing. We oh, posted- yes. Oh. I posted it on Twitter. I can tell you just real quick. So what you want to do is unsubscribe from us, just briefly, Go to the search page for for the podcast, search for us, download the latest episode, and then back in your um, podcasts, click the little gear button and toggle the subscribe switch there, and it will get you the new one. I don't know why it's so effing complicated, but it is, and there you go. But that's what worked for me, even though nothing else was. And we will post the instructions with the new podcast as well, just in case. You we need will. to read them step by step. Yes. That's all we've got. 